Yo, 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 good morning. It is Sports Decaf in the morning, and it's your main man, Thodik Fatul. It's your boy, Thodik Abdullah. And we got our main man here. You No need for introduction. Rob Morris, he was, what was, he was our first guest, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, welcome onto the show. It's good to have you, bro. It's always a good time when you're here. How you doing, guys? Appreciate having me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. But how you, how you been living, man? How's Cali? Good, good. California is really well. Just you know, just finished up school, working on some new projects. So I'm excited for that. Just ready to come. Came back home. Just some uh, just get the break on. Ready to get demolished in some arguments. No, and always, sports. always, always, always. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about a lot of topics today. We're gonna be talking about the Warriors win at Portland. Draymond Green saying some weird stuff, saying he's the best defender ever. What happened with Lonzo Ball? We know that's your man. So we're gonna talk about that. Talk about the Deontay Wilder fight. But right now, we got to talk about the Raptors versus Milwaukee Bucks. Game three of the Eastern Conference Finals. Raptors win that game, but, I mean, Giannis fouled out in, the, in, the, uh, in overtime. Kyle Lowry fouled out in the, with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. So the question is, I'm going to start off with you, Rob. Should we be impressed with the Raptors winning game three? Uh, I mean, should be impressed, but at the same time, I don't think they're going to win the series. Uh, I think that they need a game like Kawhi to play. play like If he has to play that hard every game, then – they don't have enough firepower to beat the Bucks. Like Kawhi's really, really good, but at the same time, he can't be putting up forty and guarding and holding Giannis to twelve every game. That's not gonna work. So I feel like that it was a good performance, but overall, all in all, it's Milwaukee probably in six games. Yeah, I mean I agree. I think Milwaukee's gotten six. I think Giannis went what, five of sixteen that game? <laughs> he had a horrible game, never got a rhythm. Eric Bledsoe didn't do too well. I mean, no one on the team really stepped up big. So it kind of falls into, you know, they're going to come into game four, and I think game four might be a blowout for the uh, for the Bucks, because you look at the Boston series, game one, you know, they did horrible. They end up winning four straight games, and that was game one after Giannis didn't have, you know, a good game. Mm-hmm. I think this is, you know, Mike Budenholzer, probably the best coach in basketball this season, and I, I think he's going to, you know, make little key adjustments, but they're still going to play the same Milwaukee basketball. But I think this this Milwaukee team is like on another level, and I don't think the Golden State Warriors are gonna beat them with you know Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson. They're gonna need Kevin Durant at his absolute best. I mean, it's gonna be a whole. They're gonna need <clears throat> Iguodala healthy as well. So I think this Toronto matchup isn't really a threat for the Milwaukee Bucks. I I don't know if it's not a threat. I think Toronto is still a good enough team, especially if you got someone like Kawhi Leonard who's in in conversation for for being one of the best you know players in the NBA, but in terms of that game, I'm really not impressed as well. I think it took Kawhi Leonard, played 52 minutes, 36-9-5. and five. I mean, he had himself a solid game. Pascal Siakam choked two free throws, and they really shouldn't have gone to overtime. This was a double overtime victory. Giannis, you said, had, a, had himself a horrible game. Kyle Lowry didn't really do too much as well. They had to, they, excuse me, they had to have bench players step up. Norman Powell had 20 points. Everything had to go right in their way just for them to win in double overtime. Um I think Toronto does win this next game. I think they're going to still be at home. Um, this is not a series until a team wins a road a road game. I don't I don't expect Milwaukee to win this next game. I think this is a must win for Toronto. But I mean, other than that, fifty two minutes for Kawhi Leonard. I think that's ridiculous. It's draining. It's very draining. And then fifty one minutes for for Pascal Siakam. I mean, we t- we used to talk about the Toronto Raptors having one of the deepest team one, me, one of the deepest benches in the leagues. I mean, now they're only playing like six guys, seven guys. You know, Serge Ibaka coming off the bench, uh, coming off the bench. Fred Van Fleet not really doing anything. Three points, one for eleven shooting. I mean, what, what is that? You, he was he was regarded as one of the best six men in the league. Now you're shooting one for eleven in a playoff game. Not even shooting ten percent. Right, and I don't trust Kyle Lowry at all. So he's he's a, Kyle, liability. He's a liability. Kyle, yeah, Kyle Lowry's iffy. Like you know, we we're all I think we're all still caught up on that that one that first game he had. Right. But I mean, if you've been watching the whole his whole playoff runs, it's like it's a roller coaster. One game he'll have fifteen seven. And you know three rebounds, and that's a solid game. The next game he'll have like seven points, mm-hmm. and you'll just and with four turnovers, and you'll be like, what are you, what are you doing? But Inconsistency. He's inconsistent. That's the thing. So I don't know about this Toronto Raptors team. I really do feel like they're gonna win Game Four. I think they have to win Game Four. They're not winning a road game in Milwaukee. I think oh, this. No. If, no, if no, they lose tomorrow, it's over. Yeah, this is oh, important. Yeah. If they lose Game Four tonight, it's, it's Bucks and five. Yeah, yeah. Bucks not it's losing Bucks at and home. five definitely. So they they need to win tonight. Yeah, no, they have to win. I mean, I, I, I do I, – like, I will say this. I love how their fan base is, though. I mean, with Drake, you know, chirping up at Giannis. <laughs> but, like, okay, we – But, talk- man, I, I don't know if Giannis is that guy you want to, like, you know, get get all up in his face and piss nah, him off. He, he's going to remember that, definitely. He's just, he, he plays with a different motor. 
And so, like, you know, the Bucks, they, they run through him, and, they, and they're deeper than Toronto. So it's just like, and for Toronto, they're not also playing just, you know, to get to the finals. They're playing to keep Kawhi because I think Kawhi's gone. Yeah, I think Kawhi's gone no matter what. No matter what. Now, I think even if Toronto goes to the finals, I think Kawhi, Kawhi already has his mindset where yeah, he's, he he's go. gone. And I, and I respect him for even playing, like, you know, the way he did this year. He didn't, you know, he gave it 110%. So he's giving them all they got. So that's not the, that's not the case. But they just need to make the best of what they what they have right now and just – because he's, he's out of there, <laughs> regardless. I, I don't even know where they got Nick Nurse from. I mean, I heard of it. The first time I heard of him was this season. He was season. their assistant, yeah. He, yeah, he I think they could have did a better job hiring, you know, a better head coach. Right. Because, I mean, he's he's just been riding the Kawhi wave all season long. You know, he, he's just like his Kawhi's teammates. He's just, you know, on his back, and Kawhi's carrying the whole damn team. Mm -hmm. But I, I just feel like, you know, Toronto could definitely got a better coach. There's a lot of, you know, good candidates out there. I feel like they didn't do, you know, a very good job on that. You know, to secure a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who, you know, people already have him top three in the league right now. Uh, I just don't know if they did enough this offseason. All they really did was just trade – uh, DeRozan for Kawhi and just saw how that worked out for him and it worked pretty well. Well, the thing the thing is about this team is that short term. The thing yeah, is about this term. team is that they they constantly made the Eastern Conference Finals with Demar Derozan as their best player. So like in their in their heads they were like, okay, if we can just replace Dewi, uh, excuse me Demar for Kawhi, we should go to the finals. And rightfully so, that's logical. Like mm -hmm. it's not a, it's not a bad way of thinking. But this team, the way that they're set up, it's just really reliant on the starters, and that that's the whole problem. There's no way in hell that Kawhi Leonard should be playing 52 minutes than the, you know the night before the game before playing 38, the night before playing 42. I mean, I understand that he was resting throughout the whole season, but I don't know he was resting for this. I mean, 52 minutes, and he and he he would, he had like a two game two day break. Right now he has to play another game in Toronto. And then, and then hold Kawhi. I mean, not Kawhi. Uh, Giannis. He's guarding the best player on the team. That's draining him on the defensive end and the offensive end. But I do give him respect though for. Um, playing really, really hard defense and coming back on the offense and, and still doing what he does. But it's, mm -hmm. like I said, that's not that can't be a consistent. It's not healthy for the body. It's, it's not. That's not a consistent way for him to keep on playing, we, especially with Giannis. Yeah, so you the can't. Most you, dominant sorry, dude. bro. You can't. He's a, he's a beast. You can't really. You can't do that on a consistent basis against that team. One game is going to work, but that can't happen multiple games. You you brought up how Kawhi was guarding Giannis, and I was actually going to talk about that. I mean, for for we understand that Giannis, you know, had himself a bad shooting night, but. Kawhi, Kawhi did a pretty good job on defense. I mean, you, usually you want someone you know, guard, who's guarding Giannis to be a bigger body. Yeah. But Kawhi Leonard, especially in the clutch, got what did he get? Like four steals, three steals, and he forced Giannis to have what, like almost eight turnovers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's you know, credit credits to credits to Kawhi. That's why he's probably regarded as one of the best defenders in the game today. I mean, other than that, I feel like you know we we all agree that Toronto has to win this game, and that Milwaukee really they they probably they, they most likely have this series sealed in the bag. Well, it's just, it's like this. If if Toronto wins the series, they're gonna get blown out the next series. But if the Bucks win this series, they'll actually make it a series. So it's just like it's it's, it's like one of those things. Okay, so this is a good series, but if Toronto comes out and they play Golden State, it's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be entertaining. But if Milwaukee comes out and wins, then we have an entertaining series, especially if KD's out. Then it's gonna be like, okay, how can the Warriors? You know, how can the Warriors play against Milwaukee? How can they contain me? Um, you're honest, because I don't think they're gonna. I mean, I'm not I don't think they're not gonna win, but I think it'll be very, very closer than everybody will expect if they don't have KD. I, I think if KD doesn't play, I think the Bucks can close it out in five or six. Because I mean, Eric Bledsoe is okay. a dog on defense. Let's relax. Let's relax. It's not. I would say five. I would not say five. Five or six. If KD's I mean, not, because because then again, they don't have Demarcus Cousins. Now we got Iguodala who just got hurt last game. I mean, we don't know how his health is Iggy, looking Iggy, like. Iggy but, but, has Iggy, nine days but, but, but Iggy, Iggy is questionable. So yeah. I'm, he's gonna probably be back. The way him. he was on the bench yesterday, he they no, he's he's fine. I think he'll be fine. He'll be mm -hmm. back more than more than KD and Boogie. I think KD will be back uh, probably game two of the finals. And he got nine days to rest from today. So I think he'll be back. I, I think they'll be fine, but like I don't think it'll be I, a I think, I they're, think they're saying Kevin Durant hasn't even started basketball activities. So I mean that that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Because I mean, if we all know, okay, you can get by the Portland Trailblazers. You can squeeze one game against Houston, you know, play your best basketball for one game. But for a seven-game series against the number one defense and the number one rebounding team in the league, and that was the issue with the Warriors. You know, they almost lost that series to Houston from offensive rebounds, and Milwaukee just does it better than everyone else. So I think, I think without Durant, too, you know, a six foot ten, six foot eleven body on Giannis, I mean, Giannis is just going to walk all over Draymond Green. I know Draymond Green's, you know, a solid defensive player, but there's just only so much he can do. Look, 
I don't know. Like, I, am I mistaken? I think if the Warriors play the Bucks without KD, they're winning that series. I think they're winning it in six. I think like the thing about the Warriors is this: without KD on the floor, they're eight and one in the playoffs. You talk about how they're squeezing by; they're still eight and one. Mm-hmm. You know, won eight of their last nine games. They beat Houston twice. Whenever KD was gone for that remainder of the first game, game five, if I'm not mistaken, if, if I'm not mistaken they still won that game. Game six, they still clutch it out in Houston, and they just swept Portland. So for how good, for how, how you know how deep this team is, they're not really that deep as they used to be. But this this is still the Golden State Warriors, a 73 and nine team that you know won a title before KD. How deep they are? There's, this is looking like the throwback uh, Golden State Warriors. Got Andrew Bogut on the floor. Man, yeah, yeah. You know Andre Iguodala starting back up again. Draymond Green playing like his Sean Livingston. Sean, yeah, I mean this team is 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 throwback Golden State Warriors. I think if, if they play Milwaukee with or without KD, they're winning a ring. I think this is still this is still one of the best teams of all time. And my thing is, you know, I think experience plays a big factor as well. Um, I think, you know, Milwaukee, when was the last time I heard the Bucks in the finals? Yeah, so Kareem. Kareem. Kareem the so yeah. I just also believe that experience plays a factor that the Warriors have been been here and done this without and with KD for like, without KD for like the past five years. They're not, you know, new to this. Milwaukee being in the market that they are coming into the, you know, the finals, whole different you know it's a whole different climate bro you know it's a whole different environment um i feel like that's also going to play a factor into it they're not going to get the golden state's not going to get as rattled as much probably as milwaukee will be in the finals especially that city um you know milwaukee yeah. in the final you've never really and i know in my my time our generation you've never really seen the bucks anywhere past the you know the semifinals. So past the, the first round yeah you feel me so Brandon it's just Jennings, like Montana. yeah i yeah, feel like now i feel like with them going to the finals you know doing this this year that you know it's getting a great experience but i don't think you know, this year is that. I feel like it's going to be a great, you know, learning experience. But next year they'll come back and they know what's up. No, they'll do it next year. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't. I don't think this is the year. No, no. I not think. This year. I think. You know, first of all, Milwaukee is a slept-on team in free agency. I think if they don't want to, if they don't want to resign, uh, excuse me, Brogdon and Brooke Lopez, Middleton, they still have room for a max player. So Which you is could. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I'm, K, I'm KD. I'm gonna look at this team. I'm like, okay, I could really match up with Giannis. And take over. KD Kawhi, can. Kawhi can go to Milwaukee. KD can't look at this team. KD, yeah, KD can't look at the Bucks. I think anyone else that's like, a, I don't, I don't know if I'm, if I'm the Bucks, I wouldn't sign Kyrie Irving. If, if Kawhi goes to this Milwaukee team, shit, they can go 82 and 0. Nah. Oh, God, oh, come crazy. on, nah. bro. This is crazy. You know, I had a thought the other day. I would love to see Kawhi in Portland because they have room for him. That'd be nice. They man. have room for him. Yeah, they, even they, with because uh, Rodney Rodney Hood, well, Rodney Hood, um, he'll be gone. Nurk, I think Nurk, they were trying to get rid of Evan Turner's contract though. But I, it was just a thought. I felt like if Kawhi had went to Portland, I think that would be Portland. A, oh, yeah, and then Cantor, he's yeah, and then Nurkic when Nurkic comes out, I think that would be a solid. Portland's squad. always been that team. They don't ever. They've never had a good hybrid. Exactly. Like. Yeah. And the way Kawhi's you know personality is, I feel like it, it would fit right in with Dame, CJ, and Kawhi. Think about it. You have Dame, CJ, Kawhi, Nurkic, and Cantor, and then you got Rodney Hood, Kenner, and, and then you got Al Farouk, you know, Mo Harkless. They got a, they, that's a squad. Yeah, Al Farouk getting paid a little that, too much. Okay, like, they're missing that one more that one. Yusuf piece. Nurkic is a solid piece, but I don't know if he should be your third best player. No, no, no. He would I be think the, a solid fourth, like I. Yeah. I and see, the same thing with C.J. McCollum. I don't know if C.J. McCollum is good enough to be your second best player on no, the championship team. De- well, def- I think I mean C.J. McCollum is a, no, top, I, is a top three shooting guard. You got to look at. You got to look at all. Boy, is he a top three shooting guard? Yeah. Come on, look who they yeah, went I, up against. I'll say they James, Harden, James Harden, Clay, than C.J. They went up against the Warriors. If y'all want to consider C, if y'all want to consider James Harden a shooting guard still, quote unquote. Yeah, well, yeah, he is. But I, I feel like it's, it goes like James Harden. I really, I really put Clay in front of James Harden. I love Clay. Sorry. You put Clay in front of him as a pure shooting, as a pure shooting guard. Yeah, what, what, I mean, well, you put Clay in front of anyone. In today's NBA, what is a pure shooting guard? Well, I'm, okay, think about that throwback. I, I think about a shooting guard as like Rip Hamilton, running off screens, you know, catch and shoot, a shooting guard, you know, a, a pure uh, definition yeah. of a shooting guard. Yeah. James Harden, he's more of a, you know, combo playmaker, you know, because it's like you got mm-hmm. you have him and Chris Paul on the court. Obviously, Chris Paul is a point guard, first and foremost, but you're yeah. giving the ball to James Harden, knowing he's going to go get a bucket. So he's more of a sort of like on the combo guard. But in terms of like pure shooting guard, I like Clay Thompson. He's running off pick screens, and literally he gets the ball and, and shoots it. Like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't even bring the ball down. No, no, Straight you're right. No, no, a pure – yeah, no, catch and shoot. He's one of, probably one of the best catch and shoot players of all yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Probably the best. Yeah. Oh, his, I mean, other than Steph. It's literally him and Steph. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, Steph crazy. is more, you know, dribble, dribble, shoot. Yeah, which, which is, is crazy because I mean, throw the ball, don't like eleven dribbles, what sixty points? It's really which one yeah, you, you want off the dribble, you want off the screen. Like it's, you pick, and it's crazy. You have like one of the great, the greatest shooting backcourt. And that's the thing. That's that's iffy about Clay is that, like, if he goes to L.A., will he still be the same? I, I like, I'm not even trying to disrespect him. I think that if he goes to L.A., plays with LeBron James, I think he's still gonna be putting up similar numbers, or even better stats. But I'm kind of I'm. 
I'm intrigued on how on how he's gonna do it. I think he'd fit nice with LeBron. But the thing is, I'm looking at the system. It's like you look at Golden State's system: off-ball screens, moving around, switches, everything. I don't know if it's gonna be like that for with, with, in LA. Only person that's leaving Golden State is Kevin Durant. Everybody else will stay. No, no, I, I think Clay is staying. But I'm yeah. saying, I, if if Clay oh, was he, in another okay. team, yeah, yeah, yeah. how would his how would his game look like? I don't think he'd have the similar game. I think he I think he'd still get his 20, but I think it'd be in a different way. It has to do. It depends on the point guard. Because <clears throat> just think about it like this: he he gets most of his his points off screens. But the crazy thing is, though, it's, it's not the one. It's not Steph that's the one giving him the ball. It's Draymond. In the way Draymond, he needs a player like Draymond, you know. So Draymond doesn't sh- look to score first. He's always running through the offense through him, whether that's setting a screen or waiting for Steph to come off the screens. If he doesn't have a, a player or a point guard like that in that system, I don't think it's going to help him in, in any way. So I think that's why one of the reasons why he should stay in Golden State or if he's going to leave, he needs to go to a team that has a, a point forward or a point guard and knows how to utilize Clay because Clay can't fit in every system, you know. Just like Draymond can't fit in every system. Because I always said it before, if Draymond's another team, I don't think he's that good. No, 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 no at all. Not, no. But I he, feel like some teams he'd be he he looked the same, but nah. but there's but there's players like like if I you put Warriors do make if you put KD on every single team in the league he's gonna put up yeah crazy yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good for sure. you put Draymond Green with the Atlanta Hawks that's or you put Draymond Green with the Orlando Magic is he really gonna be given that much of an impact yeah. no. probably not matter of fact I would retire so I wouldn't even there's no point <laughs> no doubt him he got he got to stick around in Golden State but then again he got four rings. So if I'm him, I'm three. securing yeah, the bag. I, I, yeah, right. He's about three. to have four. He's about to if, yeah, if he had been pending, but it, it's looking pretty. On likely. pace, but, the, but it's looking perfect for him. You're about you're about to have four, and oh, then you're, you're and then you're and then you're gonna get the uh, Golden State is gonna have to resign him. You're if get I were the, him, I'm just I'm going for a bag. I don't care what. I, it is. I would bring back Boogie too. You know, I know they signed yeah. to a one year, but I mean, I was I, I guess I would let KD walk and bring back Boogie. I mean, I think they play better without yeah, Boogie's KD. Boogie's worth no more than five million right now. Oh, nah, nah, nah. I think they play better without KD. Honestly, yeah. I, I like KD on the Warriors. I mean, he's the best player. I think right now he's like the best player in the league. Right, like today, like not last year because LeBron was the beast. But I think today he's the best player in the league. Yeah, I agree. Let him go. I think he. I think KD needs to go. I'll say New York. I think you have to let KD go because if you value him over Clay. You know, a guy who who's only gonna stick around what one more year, you're gonna lose Clay and mm. you're gonna lose five years from Clay yeah. who's in his prime. He's so. for sure getting the max contract somewhere. So Yeah. Every team's gonna offer Clay Thompson a max. Oh, definitely. Super Every definitely. team. Hopefully the Mavs, you know, put some magic. I'll go, I can't wait to see. I cannot wait to watch the Mavericks. We're gonna look nice. Yeah. Mavericks and we're gonna be really I want them to get Kimba Walker so bad, sorry, but that's that's what we're gonna I don't know, I'm not <laughs> I'm for, if I'm the Mavs, I'm aiming big. I'm going for KD. I'm he said, oh, I know that's hey, no yeah, Mark Cuban. That's, no that's got to be planned. Yeah, yeah, on the side. Yeah. No that's got to be planned. <laughs> he, might, he might have a little private no. jet in the yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark Cuban is very sneaky. So Did y'all hear about surprised. the story? It was a story with Tim Duncan. And um, he was going to, this was this was when Tracy McGrady was playing with Orlando, right? And Tim Duncan was a free agent and he was in his prime. Right. He was going to sign with Orlando. But he asked, uh, I forgot who the coach was of the Orlando Magic. If I'm not mistaken, it might have been Doc Rivers at that time. Some, it was some, somewhere along those lines. He asked the coach, he's like, okay, look, I want to sign here, but you got to let me bring my family onto the, to the plane. Like, my family has to travel with me. Coach said no. Wait, this Trace McGrady said this? No, no, no. Uh, it, was, um, it was the head coach said no. Oh, okay, for sure. Or, for or sure. Whoever, whoever was negotiating with Tim Duncan. Tim, Tim Duncan was like, okay, I want to I go to Orlando, but whenever we, whenever we travel, go, go to road games, my family has to travel with me. They said no to him. So he stayed in San Antonio. Imagine the team that could have been with Tracy McGrady and Tim Duncan <clears throat> with the Grant Hill. Wow. That oh team. That would have been crazy. And keep in mind, Tracy McGrady's best years was in Orlando. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I believe so. And I think early early, <laughs> early Houston. I think I think early Houston was one of his good oh, years. He was too. a dog early Houston. Houston man. You remember that dunk against Sean Bradley? Yeah, it, imagine imagine <laughs> players. Yeah. Imagine an NBA without injuries. Man, I mean, we'd have Derrick Rose right now, maybe with three MVPs. I thought Brandon Roy was really one of the best players I've ever seen, too, but he yeah. didn't really get enough recognition. He was really, really good. He's already, what, stage three arthritis? Man, that's wow. great. Just the injuries be derailing players, man. It's sad. Greg Oden, what could have been? What could have been? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's wild, too. I forgot, I forgot about And then him. now we got Bull Bull. We don't even know how he's going to come back. Yeah. He, he went from a top three, top four yeah, to late first round. Late first late round. Late first round, yeah, yeah. And it's he a might get picked up by Boston. Or or maybe Boston's Orlando sitting at fourteen, right? Yeah, yeah. Boston at fourteen. If I'm Boston, I mean your team's already. I think a, a really team, team might take a gamble with him at like ten nine. Atlanta, I like. I was talking to my good friend. That he if said, I'm Atlanta, I'm taking the risk. Atlanta, Atlanta has, two top Atlanta has an eight and number ten. 
You Might could, well. yeah, you could. I mean, that's iffy. I don't know. Get a wing player. If I'm Atlanta, I'm looking at Jared Culver if he's available. I know if he slips. At, if I don't he know slips, if he slips. They got him slipping to six or seven, but I don't know. You know, just draft night. You really never know what draft night. Yeah. Crazy. Thing they, he can maybe slip. I mean, he's still got DeAndre Hunter in there, Cam Reddish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Cam Reddish. Yeah, I don't know about Cam Reddish. I think Cam Reddish will probably go top six. It just depends. He kind of had a, a like a down like yeah. a down year near the end of the season. So I, I feel like he'll be better in the NBA. Than oh, for sure. Yeah, he's for sure. He's for sure got an NBA game more than more so college yeah you more open in space to do a lot more things yeah no Absolutely. we're talking about games and whatnot Draymond Green was talking about his game called himself the greatest defender ever <laughs> the greatest the greatest defender ever I don't know if you can really say no, I wouldn't say greatest defender it just it depends on what you're talking about in defending because it's like you there's have different aspects yes. of it. Yeah. that's so the thing you got okay you think about yeah the came in with Tumbo but he was the you know, I think Draymond, in the paint you know I think protector. Draymond is probably yeah, one of the best team defenders ever yeah definitely, definitely I mean you look at what he does for your team Constantly switching. He's mm-hmm. not a liability on defense in any position. He can guard one through five, literally one through five. Block shots, good on rotations, mm-hmm. can get, you know, help side steals. I mean, he he's perfect as, as a team defender. I will say he's up there, though. I wouldn't I wouldn't knock him and say he's not like but I don't know if he's a good – I don't know I don't know how I feel about him as an on-ball defender. That's the thing. No, I like, like on-ball defenders. I think about, like, Gary Payton, Scottie Pippen, I Kawhi. Johnny Allen. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, in terms of on-ball, I think Draymond is, like, a good, like you said, team defender. So you know he's. I will say he's side. he's one of the most versatile defenders oh, we've yeah. ever had. Oh, yeah. at, at his size too, though, like you know he's not the, you know the most bulkiest dude, but you know if you look at him, you're like nah. But in terms of team, like he gets help side D, he's like a, he's more of a like an energizer bunny on the defensive end. So I'll give him that. So who do you feel like is the greatest defender ever? If you could have one person, let's just, okay, let's just let's let, let's say it hypothetically, you know you it's game seven, and you want someone to guard MJ the whole game, face guard him the whole night. Who do you want guarding him? Pippen, Scottie Pippen. You want Scottie Pippen guarding? Him? I definitely want Scottie Pippen. I don't know. With defending, I don't think you could really say you really can't, anyone's the best. Yeah, but you have to think about who's the most the most consistent. You got to look at length. You got to look at, I mean, aggression. I, I, and I think Scottie Pippen. Uh, he, Kawhi reminds me a lot of Scottie Pippen just because of like their you know their stature and what they do. So, And also, I'll say Scottie because he's the one that played with him. And yeah. so, I mean, he kind of knows. So if I had to just pick when it's out the blue that it's the guard MJ, I'm picking Scottie Pippen. The thing is about defending is like, for me – and you can call me crazy or whatnot. I just feel like it's a much harder job. I think I think you can kind of acknowledge who the greatest defender is because for me personally, I think guarding someone up front on the perimeter the whole night is ten times easier than someone playing help side D and getting a block. Mm-hmm. So what 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 Scottie Pippen would have to do virtually if he guarded let's say LeBron James in Game Seven of the Finals, that's harder than what Dikembe Mutombo would have to do. Dikembe Mutombo would have to just help side, you know, contest a layup. Scottie right. Pippen would have to play him man to man the whole game from guard half him, court. From half court, sometimes even full court. You know how the defenders be. Gary Payton would lock up from full court. Muggsy Bowes, yeah. a five three defender, would, would lock up from full court. So I mean, he's five what five six. He was like five five uh, yeah. five. Six. He was he was super. I think he's short. like five three. Yeah, I, I think he was. Yeah, five. I don't know. Yeah, you can't teach heart. Yeah. He was playing D for real. So I like for me guarding on the perimeter. I think that's how you can define who – I think that's a, that's a harder job. I think if you're a seven-footer with good timing, you're automatically a, a solid defender. Right. You look at Hassan Whiteside. He was one of the best shot blockers in the league because he, he had – he was athletic. He had good timing. and long he just wingspan. And he had a long wingspan. He kind of fit, checked all the boxes. It's not really that hard to be a great, you know, shot blocker in the league. But in terms of a great perimeter defender, it's pretty hard to do that, especially in today's NBA. Everyone yeah. everyone could put up 30 now. Yeah. And you having six foot, six foot eight, ten shooting uh, point guards now, so the game is just evolving. It's just different, di- different dynamics. So you just got to adjust to it. Yeah, in terms of Draymond Green, what he flat out said, "I'm the greatest ever." Yeah. I don't think, in terms of defense, I don't think you can really say you're the greatest ever. Because you look at this era, Kawhi will thrive oh, in the '90s and '80s on Iggy defense. as well. Iggy's the honestly, I like Iggy. Ex- I love yeah, Iggy. especially you get more physical, and I mean, just Kawhi just happens to be in this era where. You know, they played, you know, Durant, they played the Warriors earlier this se- in the regular season, and Durant still dropped, like, you know, 40-plus on him. But we still said Kawhi had a good defensive game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can't really hold guys to 20 points nowadays because if T-Mac was in this era, I mean, he, he's thriving like no other. Straight Definitely. offensive era Definitely. where offensive rebound is 14 seconds. Yeah. So, you, you know, you get more shots up. I mean, there's a lot of guys in this era that are thriving, and I think – now defensively, guys get you know a lot more drained because there's more offense going on than what what he used. And there's to be. more offense than defense now. Everybody's lazy on defense. So the fact yeah. that you can find somebody who can play both ends is like okay, they're a rare breed. Like I think Kawhi, Gary Harris, Paul George are good two way guards. 
nobody nowadays plays defense in the NBA. Let's be real. And the thing is, oh, I yeah. told I told you the other day <laughs> until the fourth quarter. <laughs> no, literally, literally yeah. James Harden plays not a lick of defense. Oh, James Harden is something else. Like, like, he'll, he'll go for a steal. If he can't get the steal, he just stops. No, he's literally the most hilarious basketball player in the NBA. <laughs> I watched his defensive highlight. It's like a whole ten minute video of him not playing defense. <laughs> and then literally. and then he swears he has he has bounce. <laughs> nah, every every dunk he has a nosebleed, so called nah, elevation. He's a, he's a, that's that's a little celebration. <laughs> no, he's like. a prima donna. You can't tell James Harden. Yeah. Nah, you gotta get higher than that. You, you gotta <laughs> do the nosebleed. Definitely. The thing is, in today's NBA, I told, I talked to you about it. I was like, you know, in today's NBA, you can't lock up the greatest superstar, but you could. The the way team teams win in the playoffs, they lock up the role players. For example, for that Milwaukee, you know, for the Milwaukee series, Kawhi Leonard will get his thirty. Like you're, that's granted, he's gonna yeah. get his 37, 40, whatever. Right. But you could stop Kyle Lowry. You know, you could you could prevent you could you could you could make Marcus All have a bad game. True. You can make Pascal Siakam have it. That's how you beat teams in the playoffs. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same thing with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Look at last year. LeBron James, fifty one, eight and eight. You know, putting up ridiculous forty seven, twelve, fifteen, whatever he would put up. But how many points would George Hill have? How many points would, would Rodney Hood which, have? Which is really Kevin Love. Which is really surprising because Rodney Hood played good just played this postseason. He like had really, an amazing really well. postseason. But I, like I said, I, I would go back to the fact somebody said it's hard. I ain't gonna say it's hard to play with LeBron, but they said they're scared to play with LeBron. And you got to adjust it. your game. Yeah, that's I mean, because you playing with you playing with LeBron, he he expects certain expectations expectations out of you. So Rodney Hood last year, he, he didn't do. I don't. I think he was only and averaging like is, six they, points. They didn't even playoffs. play him like that last year. Yeah, they, he I mean, was fact, a third yeah, string shooting guard. They yeah. had they had J.R. Smith playing more minutes. Then they rotated between they, George Hill. The coach was Tyron Lue. He stopped playing he's like on, December. Like, stop, he's on leave with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's sober like, now from what he bro, says. he's a character. I just, he just stopped playing. He just said he's going to take a break. Hey, man, if I got 15 mil and a, shoot, I wasn't in know, a all that of and a player. And he got championship ring. That's, really I that's, stopped playing too. But, <laughs> but if we can be honest, like LeBron James kind of screwed over the Cavs in a way. I mean, making them re-sign Tristan Thompson to that horrendous deal. Resigning J.R. Smith to that horrendous deal. Yeah. Mont Schumper got himself a deal. He made sure everyone got paid. He said, "Okay, you know what? We won a championship. Screw the cap. <laughs> We're not gonna get better. Yeah. Uh, y'all can y'all just get y'all's bags. We're just gonna keep who we got." I mean, but he, he I don't know. Cleveland Cavaliers they're in a, they're in a, in a weird place because they're so bad, but cap wise they don't have too much space to be making any moves, especially during this summer. This is probably one of the best free agent classes we've seen in a while, and that we're gonna see in a while. And Cleveland Cavaliers, obviously they're not a destination, but they're that team that can overpay someone and make someone and make someone come. Yeah, but no one's going to Cleveland. But okay, but you're telling me, no, 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 you're right. But the right. thing about think about the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. How did Harrison Martin? Why did Harrison Martin come to the Dallas Mavericks? Because we offered him four years, ninety-four million. Yeah, that was you're horrible. telling me if the Cleveland Cavaliers don't offer someone like Al Horford a four-year, ninety-something million dollar oh, deal, yeah, he yeah, wouldn't you, come. You take that, but think about it, Al that's, Horford. That's what happens when you're a small market team. You got to overplay players. But which Al Horford? You need more than Al Horford. Which Al Horford, which Al Horford oh, yeah, are you yeah, getting? Sure. Are you, you're not going to get the, the the typical Al Horford. You're going to yeah. get the okay, the winding down Al Horford about the retire Al Horford, you know, so he's not going to get that same that same level Al that Horford. you would have got, you know, probably like more so, like maybe like three, four years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's I'm going to say he's washed, but it's just like he's you're getting him more down the line in his career when if you would have got him more so in his prime when he was coming up, okay, that's a good, you know, that's a good pickup because you, then you can build around him. You got, but you Cleveland, these young teams, you got to get young pieces that are coming up. You can't, you can't stop getting older. So, yeah. that is just kind of like, you know, you want to get younger. You want to be able to have more time to build instead of trying to get um, older veterans, and that—that's what their <clears throat> problem was. When LeBron James was there, they were what, like the oldest team yeah. or top five oldest team in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, now they're—they're they're one of the youngest teams. They're letting go of everyone. And I forgot Kevin Love was in the NBA. He's—he's he's on the Cavs, I and mean, he's one of the high point. He was the top top two, three power forward. Yeah, he needs to. He's got to go. He's wasting his. He's wasting time. He, he has to go somewhere. Yeah, else. he's wasting time. He's got to go. So, I mean, yeah. I know he got paid, but I mean, some guys they just they got one ring in. Yeah, them. they don't care, and they yeah. and they're confined. And that's fine, you know. So they, they the make thing is, Kevin bread. Love is that dude that we talked about. If he's on almost any team in the league, he can give you immediate impact. Yeah, Someone he can, that can stretch the floor, rebound. Double, double. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a double double machine. I mean, that's staying in Cleveland, especially if you're that caliber of a player. It, it, I don't know, like it just doesn't make sense what they're doing. They have mm-hmm. a, uh, I wouldn't call Kevin Love a star, but they have a an all star in Kevin Love. Yeah. With a young team, it's like you're you're gonna have to trade him, try to get some all star caliber. Definitely. Yeah, you're gonna have to try to trade. Colin him to Sexton got better at the end of the year too. He was making a little strides. So, they got, I mean, they got squad. It's just you know, like I said, they're in a rebuilding process. So, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, but we, let's let's talk about your man Lonzo Ball. I mean, what what had happened was, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, he got betrayed by it was a family friend. It was Alan something Alan and Foster. He, Alan Foster. 
lost around what was it, one point something million. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, basically basically screwed him over in terms of financial funds for BBB, and now Alonzo Ball's done with BBB. So my question to you is. What year do you expect him to have in his what? Is it his third year next year? Mm-hmm. What year do you expect him to have? This is his make or break year, definitely. Um, this is the year I, I think that it is, is whether we really call him a bust or you know anything like that. But I think it'll be fine. Um, I just think that he was distracted a lot by the on court, off the court issues. Um, that kind of takes a toll on you on the court because it's like you're playing, you know, you're playing the game that you love at the same time. You know, life is bigger than basketball, so yeah, things like that happening off the court. Is gonna is gonna like derail you on the court, no matter what you're going through. You know he's having issues with his baby mama, or whether that's issues with, you know, his management or his family, anything like that. You have to be comfortable on and off the court, and it shows on the court. So, uh, I think that that whole situation was sticky anyway. Uh, just how everything turned out. We was in we was in Vegas for the all big ball of all American game when it, when we found out, and um, it, the vibes was awkward as hell after practice. I'm sorry, but it was bad. It was like. You know, we walked in and it's just like you can just tell like the air was just weird. And I'm, and they, you know, they shoot the ball in a family show and they weren't even there. So I don't know how that's turning out because the, everything financial wise was ran through Allen when it came to the show, when it came to paying the players of the league, or whatever. And just everything was ran through him. So when I heard the news, I was very, very, I ain't gonna say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say shocked, but I was just like, wow. I was shocked at the fact that who he did it to rather than. He, he did it. it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I've had multiple conversations and, you know, encounters with him. And I always got a vibe. Where I was like, yeah, I don't know about you. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those things. I was like, yeah, you know, you get, you get that yeah. vibe from somebody. I, used to, I, I didn't really like talking to him. I'd be like, hey, there's something about you. And the fact that this happened, and he did it from Zoe. And the, and the one thing I did here, um, they said he, said he didn't start taking money until the mom got sick. Yeah. And I thought that was extremely, extremely, you know, disappointing to hear. That's a scammer. Like, yeah, bro. And this is like Scammer. my thing is my thing is with them. How did you not know um, about his past prior to putting him in charge of the money? Because I guess he got he was in jail for four years for money laundering. Why I mean, the guy him? was a fraud from the get go. Yeah, so it's just like who who like why not do your research? And I understand I know that's a family friend, blah blah blah. But at the same time, you still got to know who you you know associate yeah. yourself yourself, yourself yeah. with. So and there there was also something he was trying to he had like a whole plan set out. It was like a, a whole thing going on where. He wanted to steal this much money, ship it to like Africa or something, start opening up companies there, and like just flee. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, you haven't seen him. You have not seen Alan Foster since that incident. So. Oh yeah, he's he's going to jail. He should go to jail. I mean, this I mean, is big gotta fraud. Find, you got to find him. I mean, no, one knows, yeah. no one knows where he's at. Oh no, they, they'll mean, find him somehow. I mean, literally, he yeah, literally this, took this is America. Yeah. <laughs> they'll they, find, they find you. you. Oh, I don't think he's here, but uh, you're not gonna find him. I don't think you're gonna find him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But uh. But o- overall, I feel like you know a lot. A lot of blame has got to go to the dad, Levar Ball, because I think you know we do look at it. His success relies on his kids. That's I mean, true. I mean, we know you you made it to a practice squad for an NFL team, but you know, <laughs> all right, you know, that that, that's about that's about all he's ever that's accomplished. Your favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we all know where his his success relies. But I think it's his fault because I mean, I know he was a longtime family friend, but. There's a fine line between, you know, friends and business. Definitely. He should have kept it at a business standpoint. You know, get someone who's more educated in that field rather than a guy who's, you know, partner up with me. I've known you for 10-plus years. Let's make this happen. I mean, right. that a lot of blame has got to go on LeVar Ball because you got a guy like Lonzo Ball who's, what, only 21 years old? Yeah. I mean, he's still got a lot of room to learn. He never really was into any type of business activities throughout his life. It was mm-hmm. all basketball. You know, his future relied on basketball. True. So, I mean, with these NBA players, you know, you you look at history and things like that, like Antoine Walker, you know, blew $100 million. You look at Mike Tyson as well, mm-hmm. blew two, $300 million throughout his career. You're going to need a financial advisor, I think, more importantly, mm-hmm. as you need an agent coming into For the For sure, league. that's very, very true. You're going to need someone who's going to have to show you how, you know, money is used, you know, where your money's going, you know, how to keep your money, mm-hmm. you know, throughout a certain period of time. And I think that that wasn't the route they took. They just jumped into a market that, you know, did, wasn't really, you know, w- within their, you know, knowledge and right. just kind of ran with it. And they got the outcome that, you know, 
they pretty much deserved as a learning experience and to, you know, to know you shouldn't trust everyone that comes around. Now, you. do you guys feel like Lonzo Ball should have a change of scenery? Do you think he should still be in a Lakers uniform or do you think him being shipped somewhere else would be a good move for him? I think if he goes to like Phoenix or something, it'd be nice. But I'll give him I one. think overall he's not... He's not like a D'Angelo Russell. I think type he has to go on. somewhere where it's where his focus has to be on basketball. That too. I, I, I'll give him one more. You're in LA only for the fact that they got Jason Kidd, and so maybe you know you can let him yeah. get. Maybe you can let him like you know mentor him a little bit. But like I said, if he's if he's not producing this year, he's got to go. You got to make changes. So it's just you feel me. I think it's one of those situations where if, I think if he does leave LA and he goes somewhere else, he can excel. And then it's like one of those. Well, why didn't it happen here? I just think the spotlight was too big. And yeah. so if he goes somewhere else, I feel like, like you said, he could just focus on basketball. And that, that's the thing about Lonzo is, like, I don't expect him to have a, uh, a great year statistically-wise. Like, yeah. you know, he might put up 8, 6, and 6, but mm-hmm. you got to watch the game for him, you know, to, to judge how good uh, how good he's playing. Is he going to be aggressive? Is he going to be passive? How many turnovers is he going to have? Right. You know, what's he doing with the ball? That's the thing. I don't know. I feel like this year is definitely the make-or-break year. And, I mean, I feel like Lonzo Ball could really be that. That type of dude where he's he's the guard version of Draymond Green for the Lakers. Yeah. He's someone that could do everything, great defender. He could you know, stretch the floor to an extent. Not not a great shooter, but he can he could definitely make some at a high clip. He's a good all around player with him, it's just confidence, yeah. man. You just gotta It's you, aggressiveness I mean, as well, yeah. It's confidence. You just got I mean, you've seen spurts of him play really well. Like and he's cl- he had a game this year against OKC. I think he had like eighteen, he had ten assists, like eight rebounds, hit a clutch three in overtime. Like he has spurts. It's just a confidence thing with him. And once he's focused and dialed in on playing basketball, I think it'll be good. And that's the thing about the Lakers team. There's a bunch of what ifs. Yeah. Like Brandon Ingram, what if, you know, he starts playing like how we projected him, Lonzo Ball, what if, you know, yeah. Kyle Kuzma. We kind of know what we're going to get from him now. He's what, 25, 24? We know he's going to end up averaging around 20-something. So he's, he's a good third wheel. True. But, I mean, other than that, this Lakers team is a, is a bunch of what ifs. And, I mean, you know, the trade package that they can have. They do have the fourth pick, though. They, they can do a lot with that fourth pick in terms of what they can, they can do, do with it. Hell, I, I wasn't expecting them to get a top five pick at all, so that's that's even crazy. That's, But I don't know. I don't. I really don't feel like they're going to draft anyone at number four. I think they're going to really they, try to I, ship it out before they no, draft which, No, that's what you know, which is, I, I, I they're think gonna that's They're going to try to ship. They're going to try to. They're, they're, they're really going to look for any trade options to where they can get an all-star. Yeah. And then if not, they're going to have to. You're gonna have to draft someone. No, I mean, and if they do draft somebody, I, I feel like either Cam Reddish, or Cam Reddish, or Darius Garland. Um, I, I think if you draft Darius Garland, you're telling Lonzo to go. Yeah, that's the thing. Because if you draft Darius Garland, that's, that's another that's another guard, and then because he's a he's a he's, a, he's a, a, a good point guard. Like I'm talking about he can come and play right away. So you got him and Lonzo out there compete. You got it. one of them's got to go. Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't make sense. I think getting someone like Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish I think that'll be a I nice think fit. Basketball or DeAndre Hunter. I think it's like DeAndre Hunter. I like what DeAndre Hunter can do. I think he's a big man that can defend and he can shoot as well. I think there's like there's a few. Jared Culver would be solid as well for that team. I don't know how he would c- kind of mesh in, but I think he's a better option than a lot of no. than most people. I think Cam Reddish is the best basketball option. I think yeah for a LeBron shooter, James yeah. as well. Catch for LeBron and shoot. James, no. catch and shoot, long can defend. You know he 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 has he's 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 shown signs of passiveness, kind of like Lonzo Ball. Yeah. But Cam Reddish is the dude is that if he's in the spotlight. Spotlight like LA, that might be bad for him. And you know, with all the with how the media goes, how everyone judges players, you know, you have one bad night in LA. So, Golly, everyone wants to freak LA out. LA or New York, or you know, I mean, it's both of them, especially with the Knicks, man. Them, them dudes are over there. They're they're, man, they're comedy. They, they they're comedy, bro. They swore they I were mean, getting the first. I mean, like yo, like they're comedy every year <laughs> when it comes to the lottery, when it comes to their free agents. Like you, know, I don't think you understand how sad they were that they were today. I mean, I was sharp too. They they were sad over a lottery as if they lost the, NBA the championship. Finals. Yeah, I mean, but think about it, you're not getting. I would, I for scrubs. sure wasn't expecting the Pelicans to get the first pick. That's why I was sitting there watching my TV, like yo, like. Did this really Man, just no one. I don't. I don't want the Pelicans to get the first pick. Uh, I, 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 I think, think it's good for small market teams, though. Yeah, but she, it's not good for me, man. I don't want to watch. You look at what West, Zion what, Williamson. What, what Westbrook did for OKC. Yeah. Westbrook's in OKC, yeah. Oklahoma. He's in Oklahoma. Yeah. He still had three national commercials. You know, still yeah. getting the bag. I mean, it's it's really just what you make out of it. I think obviously, if Zion Williamson goes to New York, you know how many national tele- nationally televised games they'd have. They already yeah. have one of the most to begin with. Yeah. Having Zion Williamson, that's good. Like, if, like, look at the Lakers without LeBron. Magic Johnson said a lot yesterday on first take. I mean, we can talk about that, too. I don't know what he was doing throwing Rob Palenka under uh, the bus. Snitch. Uh, he snitched Now, something. I did hear a scenario. If, um, I heard New Orleans could possibly trade their pick to the Knicks for uh, Anthony Davis, and so they would swap picks, and then they would get AD. Possibly. I don't know if that's smart. 
But I was just like, mm. but I just think the Knicks, they just they're just so disappointing. So anything anything with them, I just I'm just like, eh. I don't know what the Knicks. Nothing are ever goes because they plan. can't tank no more. Nothing <laughs> ever goes to plan with the Knicks. So with them, it's just kind of like you just have to wait and see. But this is the year, like they really do have the the best chances of landing KD and yeah. Kyrie. That's the thing. Like they're still hoping. They do got a, nice, a good third round pick. Like I said, <clears> a good third overall pick. So you can get RJ uh, Barrett. Barrett. RJ Barrett's not bad. You and might, then they might low key, low key John Rent might fall to three. You know Memphis might take RJ Barrett, but they no, might. According to a lot of reports, Memphis is, yeah. is locked on John. Bye. John Morant's their guy. I think yeah. RJ Barrett to me, I think he can be the best guy in the draft over time. Over, I think over he, time. you know John Morant's nice and all, but RJ Barrett just has a complete game. You know, he's already big built. I like John Moran. So, I mean, I, I love me some John Moran, yeah, too. Yeah, Just, John you know, came nice. from a mid-major. But, man, R.J. Barrett, is he's still that number one player no, in sure, the country. R.J. Barrett's a safe pick. I think, if, you know, yeah. if you draft R.J. Barrett, you kind of get what you Anyone you top know what three. You're yeah. yeah, top three. Like, well, the thing is about John Moran is that he could either be a solid player that could give you 15-7, and seven, or he could end up being a Russell Westbrook superstar type of yeah. athlete. Same thing with Zion Williamson. We know that he's going to end up being, you know, ticket sales one that's going to be there. He's going to be a crazy – Athletic player, but you know we don't know where he's gonna fall at. I think Zion has out of those three, Zion has the biggest chance to be a bust, but he's also got the most potential to be like the best. A crazy box. You know what's funny is I said the other day I was like, yo, there's no in between with Zion. He's gonna be really, really, really good or all right. He's gonna gonna be horrible because he has no jumper, no NBA jumper to me. Not no consistent pull up off the dribble. He he doesn't have no. There was a few players like that. And whenever Julius Randle came into the league, he wasn't. He couldn't shoot to save his life. Oh no, definitely. Of course it happens. It's gonna happen over time. But I don't know. You know, I think like I said, Zion's gonna be good regardless. But he's not one of those players where it's gonna be like. Oh, he's in the middle. You know, he's either going to be good, good, or yeah. he's going to be. Right. And he, he, I'm hoping that the New Orleans Pelicans change up how they ran their system, and they they got to get out and run. Like that's yeah. how it's got to be. Like I would have loved it if Don Williamson went to Atlanta. First of all, you that that's the fastest paced team in the league. Mm-hmm. Trey Young would definitely get you the ball. I mean, John Collins, that's a good third wheel. That's a good nucleus. And then, if I'm not mistaken, they're one of the best transition teams in the league. I mean that's that's a great fit with Atlanta. I think Zion Williamson with Atlanta that would have been solid as well. Yeah, I would have liked that too. I definitely for sure would have liked that. Or how about with some Luca? Oh, man. Boy, I just think I just think about the Mavericks getting. Every, I think the Mavericks <laughs> that'd be the perfect fit for Zion. I with, can forget we got we got Kristaps too. So yeah, dang, that's crazy. The thing is, we were tied for lottery percentages. Like we had a six percent chance. New Orleans had a six percent chance, and Memphis had a six percent chance to all get the number one pick. Yeah, and I think it did all. We I, get yeah. number ten. Bullshit. And then they all jump up, which is like that's ridiculous. But you know yeah. what? I'd rather have number ten than number six <coughs> because we would have lost it regardless. Yeah. Give Atlanta a worse pick. Yeah, that's true. Wish that, I, I wish you would have dropped. A, I think you could get a solid player at ten. Like I said, I mean, I wouldn't take a chance on Bobo at ten. But if I'm Atlanta, on, I got two picks. Eight, I draft who I want. Right. Ten, screw it. Yeah, screw draft it. Draft Bobo. Yeah, I, yeah. Like Bobo, I, like only reason why I say Bobo for Atlanta is because they don't really have a, a great center. Yeah. That's the only thing. Tarian Prince or Alex yeah. Lenz. Yeah, Alex Lenz. Alex Lenz. He can't play defense, yeah. save his life. So I, mean, I say screw it. You know, so you got to take the risk. I mean, take, same thing that Denver, get your get your your, your your solid pick at eight. Ten, take the risk. That can Bobo. be a risk that can turn you into a same competitive thing with Denver. Team. Denver, yeah. Denver was a was a ninth seed. Mm-hmm. They jumped. They obviously jumped. They were a second see this year probably gonna make the conference finals next season if if everything goes if to michael play. if michael porter and then, yeah michael, becomes that star porter, we expect him. yeah michael yeah. porter is is a great draft project uh, prospect how if he the thing is if he looks great in the summer league like this team is gonna take the next step yeah i have to see how yeah. michael porter plays out i have this because with him is like he, i haven't seen we haven't seen him play anything so like you said summer league just is gonna see like a taste of how he's gonna be but i think he's still gonna be kind of bad in summer league i think he's not 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 because he's not because he can't hang, it's just because of rust. Right. You haven't played in two years. You know what I mean? Yeah, Coming I think directly it depends. to summer league. I feel if he plays, you know, a full summer league, you know, the full expected minutes, I think he's he's dominating. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't think there's anyone who can really, you know, stop his game, especially summer league. It's all, you know, younger guys and guys trying to make it to the league. Just, just from the footage I've been watching, that, that dude looked nasty. No, yeah, he's, he's a six ten shooting guard. So I mean, he, he's he can for sure do something. Just how, he, how is he gonna, you know, do? It's, it's different translating coming from college to the NBA. And then he had a year out, basically like a red shirt. You're like Ben Simmons did. So um, his conditioning, you know, how that's hope, hopefully is what he's been working on throughout the whole off season. And then just getting back in, you know, this basketball shape. And we guess we will have to see. I think with Michael Porter, it's more like you know I, he can come on the basketball court and you know do damage. But the only problem right now is longevity. True. How long can he last? I think right now he's already a freakish athlete. He's going to be a phenomenal player. But 
it's just if his back can hold up and how long his career is going to be. True. We talk about freakish athletes. Let's talk about this boxing fight. Dominique Brazil versus Deontay Wilder. First round knockout. Deontay Wilder. I mean, we talk about freakish athletes. 6'8". How much does he weigh? Like 230, 240? I mean, We're only trying to talk too loud. He might hear us, man. Yeah, he might hear us yeah, till this day. Till this day. That's a bad man. Yeah, he's different. He's man. different. He might try to kill us. No, he said he's it. He's trying to kill these. He said it in an interview. Yeah. He had no mercy. He's, yeah, he's different. I mean, hey, he, he lived up to what he said. For sure. And I mean, he almost killed the man, bro. His, his head touched his shoulder. <laughs> and, they, and I watched it when they played it in slow-mo. That was a strong dude. And he, I, I literally seen the dude's jaw like come over his cheek, and I'm like, "Yo, this man is different." And he did it in like, it's funny because my my homie bought the fight, and uh, he was, you know, we had like a little watch party for it. He was like, "Yo, we've been to watch the fight, blah blah blah." Two minutes in, boom, fight over. You must suck if you buy tickets <laughs> that's, for that. that. That's what I hate. Like I, I was getting ready, you know, I just got home. It's about to stream the fight, you know. I'm like, all right, it's about ten o'clock. Yeah. You know, fight should be starting right now. I go, I turn it on, fight's over. Yeah. I go on Twitter. I just type Deontay Wilder. I mean, at this, it's good and bad at the same time. It's good. It's bad because it's like, damn, I didn't see yeah. more back imagine, imagine for the for the people that bought tickets though. Like that must really suck. Oh yeah, I had Wilder knocking him out in five, but shoot, he did it in one. He did it in one. So that's 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 like. And, and you you sent you sent me something on uh, social media. It was Teddy Alice. Teddy Alice. Yeah. I mean, he called it on point. He said this one's gonna go quicker than you think <laughs> you know things like i mean he just broke it down to the dynamics what it really is and that was before the fight he, right. called, he called it on point i mean this guy's never wrong with his predictions i mean if he is it's you know maybe a it's a sport of boxing you know right. things happen one punch can change the fight but come on i mean there's there's no one that can hang with deontay wilder at this point the you know other than yeah other than joshua. tyson fury or anthony joshua so Enough with all these, you know, tune-up little baby fights. Yeah, you're, you're, it's you, time you to, need to get somebody. You need to get somebody different to yeah, fight. You're Deontay 40. Wilder. You're 41 and 0. It's time to fight Joshua Fury. I mean, yeah. I want to see Joshua. Fury. Jo- yeah. I want to see Joshua. Then I want to see him fight Fury and then Joshua again, and then just retire. Make your, I mean, each of those fights is 50 million dollars each. Each. I mean, so make your 150. Just call it a quits. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't really take a beating as a boxer. Most of your fights ended pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, just enjoy yeah, you, life. You almost ended lives. I think you just need yeah. to take a step back. And just, well, what you know. else do you want to do? Make well, your money and dip. He, he, right. had, he had 41, 41 fights. Every single one of his fights, he's either knocked the person out or knocked him down. Yeah, except 45. for one fight, which was early on in his career, but he ended up knocking the dude out two years ago. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, he got his ring yeah, back. Yeah, so pretty much he knocked back. everyone he, out. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Besides I, Fury, but he knocked him down. That's good. Yeah, that's wild. Knocked down or knocked out. I'm surprised he didn't knock him out. Shoot. <laughs> that Fury, that that punch with Fury, I mean, that was so, I don't know how Fury got up. Like, whenever Fury got up after that punch by I Deontay Wilder. I wouldn't Water, got up. Oh, I don't I think any down. human would. I don't know what's in his blood. What's in I mean, his the way he got? Up. I would have stayed down, man. It was like the, the Undertaker. It was like, nah, man. I have something. I I'm, I'm here for something. Nah, you know? it's, it's quiet. It's quiet. And then if you saw Wilder, he just jumped on the ropes. He thought it was over. And if you look at the interview I watched, I thought it was pretty funny. He goes, you know, he's like, you know, I hit him. The way he dropped, I saw his <laughs> eyes roll back. I was like, it's over. He he's care. like, I turn around, the man got up. That's crazy. He's he like. Care. The man got up. I mean, there's nothing I can say. <laughs> right. He's like, the, the dude got up. He's like, I couldn't believe it. No, it's crazy. I mean, me and him, whenever we were watching the fight, I look at him, and then my eyes just like, I was like, nah, man. Like, this can't be happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, a dude. Whenever he got up. A dude oh, fights no, yeah, a good, crazy. you know, a beautiful 11 and a round. half rounds. Yeah. 12th round. Yeah. And then to Definitely. see it all just go, I did have Fury winning that. I still think Fury won that fight. I don't think Deontay Wilder did enough. And I think... Deontay Wilder knows himself that he lost that fight because if you look at interviews, I mean, all he really says is, you know, yeah, I think I won that fight. You know, I knew I was going to get the knockout. And then and then he'll say, you know, other things like, oh, I wasn't fighting, you know, my mm-hmm. fight. I was getting too wild yeah. and sloppy. And I mean, deep inside, I mean, we, we all know Fury won that fight. You know, if you go to the scorecard. Right. Yeah, but I think, than- you know, boxing is a politics sport. So what they're gonna do is call a draw so that we can get that bigger fight, that mega fight, you know, part two, which I, I would love to see. I'm I would a fan. love to see. I'm, I'm hoping it happens because it seems, um, especially in the sport of boxing, it seems like everyone's so petty with how they want to negotiate things, yeah. take their time, want to tune up fights. Want, come on, let's go. I'm trying to see Joshua I mean, versus g- Wilder. Give them a fifty-fifty. I mean, screw it, fifty-fifty split. Or, or if you want to do it, bring it back to the old days where 
winner winner gets more. Like yeah. winner gets sixty percent, loser gets forty. For sure. Yeah. If you think you're the better fighter, you know y'all two are about you know same market guys. You know Joshua Wilder. Well, I understand Joshua is you know a bigger name because in the UK it's more of a boxing culture out there, more money. So I mean, if you think you're the better fighter, I say put in the contract sixty percent for the winner. 40% for yeah, the, the loser. loser. Yeah. And you and know, if you believe in your fighting abilities. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how it should be. We got to, you know, unless you're like a Floyd Mayweather. I oh mean, yeah. Cause Floyd Mayweather, yeah. Floyd Mayweather is different. Yeah, whatever, whenever he, whenever he fights, that's automatic. You're a $200 million fighter. is crazy. Yeah. And you're fighting dudes who are, you know, 40, $50 million. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I ain't none of him. So, you know, I, or Canelo Alvarez guy yeah. like that, you know, who's a big name fighter who, uh, who, you know, I wouldn't miss a fight of his, you know, just like I wouldn't miss a Floyd fight. You know, because Floyd, you know, has that clean, crisp record. You want to see if that next guy is going to end it. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why, you know. But now you have these two heavyweights, three, that are all undefeated. Right. All about same caliber, same money range. I mean, just do a 60-40. Winner takes 60. And the heavyweight title's up for grabs. I mean, the whole yeah. division. I mean, who, who who is the best fighter in that? I don't know. I, I really do feel like in terms of skill-wise – it's really between Joshua and Fury. I think yeah. Fury, yeah. Fury is Still an intellectual wise, fighter. The way he fights, he's not the most athletic dude. Long, and he can switch up his stances. I like, I like that about fundam- him. He's straight to the true. fundamentals. Joshua, I mean, he has the athletic capability from his point, like from his side. I mean, he's he's a freakish athlete as well, but he's also kind of technical with his mm-hmm. skills. Deontay Wilder, just a man of his own. He just he has that he's right. He's a hand. knockout artist. Yeah, he's different. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, different. and that's the thing. So. But I, I don't think I. Just don't think Deontay Wilder would last in the Muhammad Ali era. No, he's he's wild. He's a wild fighter. He's wild, but you can tell mm-hmm. on some of his swings. You know, he's he's really just swinging. You know, mm-hmm. he's he uses his you know his his demeanor, his body, and everything like that, and his intimidation in fights. So it's just like with him, it's an intimidation factor. And, and then on top of it, he's already he's, what is he six eight? Six eight. Shit, I mean, come on now, bro. You in the ring with somebody that's six seven? Yeah, I, think, I think half of it is already he he beats him before the fight yeah, starts. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. He beats him before the fight starts. That's yeah, exactly what exactly what I'm referring to. So, him it's an intimidation factor. Yeah, with Tyson Fury, it just wasn't working. No, no, they they have definitely. Yeah. I feel like for sure they definitely have more skill. You mm-hmm. know, in terms of like you know in terms of like boxing, but in terms of intimidation, that's where he, he beats most. Oh of yeah, I mean I'd be intimidated too. Oh yeah, if I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I'm not getting I'm getting out there. There's only a certain <laughs> amount. There's I'm a certain amount in the, the ring. Right, right. There's a certain amount of money you you got to pay me to you know. I would get, if I'm getting in the, the ring, ring, I'm not I'm going in there big, for one mil. I'm just saying no, it right now. The minimum is not $25 worth million. Dollars. Hey, as a, as a broke college student, I'll get in there for one mil. I'll get knocked out <laughs> nah, for one mil. Nah, <laughs> see, as a broke college student, I need my brain to get through college. True, true, so, true, true, I mean, true. That's also true. One hit. I might, I might look at the coach be like, you know, if you see any, you know, hits coming my way, throw in the towel. Throw in the towel. Look I mean, I get my out. money regardless, but I, I at least got to be in the ring. That's very true. Take a couple hits. Yeah. But, man, that, that man's no... He's no joke. No, he's, he's for sure no joke. So, I mean, you, you saw an example of it this past weekend. He He's liable to kill someone, literally. I, I kill a six, seven boxer <laughs> in the ring. In the Imagine ring. what he do to me. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So, no, but you, like, the good thing is you would never be in the ring because of, of the weight class. So, you're, hey, you're automatically I'll put up 30 pounds if the money's right. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll eat some donuts and burgers. Right, man. right. The money's right for sure. The money's right only. Definitely. That's I mean, true. we're talking 30, 40 mil. Definitely. I'm box office. Ooh. All right, we box office Sports out here. Sports Decaf's box office. You already know. You already know. So, Sports Decaf, we want to thank Rob. Thanks for coming on the show. You got anything for the viewers? I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. Thank you. That's all. I, you know, I'm very appreciative. So, I always love coming on talking with y'all. For sure, oh, yeah. bro. For sure. Well, that's about it. Don't yeah. forget to, you know, like, subscribe, rate. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Sports Decaf. And follow the man, Rob, on Instagram. At, at Rob5X. Rob5X. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rob5X. You already know what it is. We out. <laughs>